Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Kenny Harper here, and we have an awesome guest today. One that we haven't had here before, someone who can specialize not just only with business concepts, but really has niche uh, expertise when it comes to franchises. And he's actually launched an amazing book that is really cool, and I'm really excited to have him as a guest. He's going to share some practical tips for businesses, regardless if you're a franchise or not. So be really focused on tuning in because you may notice that sometimes you have businesses that maybe have similar resources, but they don't get the same results. He's going to dive in, give some actionable insights, and he has some free giveaways. So without further ado, I would like to welcome my guest. He is a franchise expert, business coach, keynote speaker, and author. Welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Scott Greenberg. So excited to be here. All right, Scott. So let's get right into it. There are people that got into their business and they're, they're jumping in and they kind of figured out they, they want to do something. Maybe they thought, um, I want to buy into a franchise because they've got it made, but then maybe they do and they, and they figure out, oh, maybe it's, there's more that meets the eye like transformers. So as we're getting into a little bit about that, Actually, before we get into that, would you mind sharing a little bit about what got you in to being a specialist and expert in franchises in the first place? You know, the interesting thing about the franchise industry is there's very few people who sort of start off their career in that industry. Usually right. people are doing something else and then they find themselves gravitating towards it. Most of the time, it's someone they have a professional life, they have a job, they realize they hate their job or they hate their boss and want to work for themselves. And they think, wow, wouldn't it be great if I could start my own business? So if they want a small business, they could open up their own thing. And we often call them mom and pop. But for many people, a great option is a franchise where there's a, you know, a national or international company that already exists. And for a fee, they'll give you the rights and the information you need to open one of these businesses. You own it, but you have to adhere to certain brand standards. And they guide you along the way. You pay them a, a percentage of your sales, a royalty. And so you get to run your own you know, hamburger joint, your own um, in-home senior care place, your own, uh, you know, any kind of business you can think of, there are franchises for it. So as long as you're willing to meet brand standards and pay a royalty, then you can do it for them. So the way I got into it was I was actually a motivational speaker traveling around giving presentations and I got married, my wife and I started a family and I realized I still wanted to keep speaking and helping people improve their lives and improve their businesses. But I also wanted another stream of income, so maybe I could travel a little bit less and a place where I could try out these concepts that I've been you know, pontificating from the stage you know, for all these years. And um, through a series of events, I ended up discovering edible arrangements. And so I ended up flying to Connecticut and meeting the franchisor and deciding this is something I want to do. So for 10 years, while still on the road getting presentations, uh, I also owned ultimately two edible arrangements franchises. And it was an incredible experience to track concepts that I've been discussing on stage, to look at other franchisees and see how they were doing. And one of the franchise brands found out that I was not only a speaker, but a franchisee, 
they wanted me to come in and give presentations for their franchise brands. So not only did I get to know edible arrangements, but I got to know a lot of franchise brands. And in doing so, I met all these franchisees and I saw the top ones and what they all had in common. And it was a lot more than just their location. It was a lot more than just their specific operations. And so what always has interested me is these great hot people, what do they all have in common? What are the myths and truths of franchising? And so um, that's kind of how I fell into it. And ultimately that's what inspired me to write the book. I think that's number, I think that's great. Number one, you really are niching your expertise. And so you're being able to be more focused and you really could study and know that market. And then number two, you've, you've been there as well. You've, you can actually relate and you're looking at the commonalities of you know, what success had, what causes success. And it's very much like think and grow rich with Napoleon Hill or like the franchisee Napoleon Hill, which is really cool. It, it, it's true. I mean, there really are some concepts. I, you know, I had a franchise call me just last week that's bringing me into a virtual presentation for their group. And they asked, you know, the concepts that you talk about, Scott, you know, I know they might apply to other franchises, but would they apply to us? And after, you know, two minutes of asking questions to find out what are their challenges and what are their opportunities, they're no different. As far as I'm concerned, all these franchise brands are selling widgets. The specific right. products and services don't matter. If they got something where there's a viable market, then at that point, as far as I'm concerned, they're all the same because the things that a top franchisee for McDonald's are doing in many ways are, it's the exact same characteristics as someone from, uh, as I said, a senior in-home care or, you know, child care or frozen yogurt or any other brand you can think of. There's some consistencies among all of them. So my job is to identify what those things are and help franchisees embrace those characteristics and embrace those habits, embrace that mindset when they do, they're more likely to get the same results, regardless of what they're selling. So what are maybe the most common challenges that you tend to run into for that franchisee who maybe got started? They said, this is a great business, a great model. I maybe tried to do it on my own, or maybe I'm, this is the, my first time getting into business and I'm just going to dive in and it's going to be living the dream. And then they're like, okay, it's, there's something, something's not quite right. It's not working like I thought. What do you commonly see are, are the biggest challenges that they're facing? Okay, well, first you just described the franchise experience that people come in thinking, wow, this successful brand, they're just gonna teach me everything I know and they're gonna hand me the keys and I'm just gonna do what they say and then success is gonna fall upon me. And it's never quite like that. Usually the first year running a franchise is emotionally experiencing the difference between you, what you expected and the reality, you know, in terms of the results you get, in terms of how fun it is, how difficult it is. So some very common challenges that are there. So here's what I tell my audiences, and probably 30, 40% of the groups that I speak to are actually not franchises. These are some universal ideas. The franchise space is an interesting space to play in though, because you have um, your controls and your variables, all these people doing the same thing, but getting different results. So it's easy to make comparisons and draw conclusions, but these are ideas that are really um, relevant to everyone. So it, there are three factors that determine how successful we're gonna be for running a business. The first is our circumstances. So that's things like the economy and the competition, uh, might be labor laws, certainly it's the pandemic, all these things that we can't control. So a lot of franchise business owners, when things aren't going well, they're tempted to blame the circumstances because that way they can avoid responsibility. Now, obviously circumstances matter, but they don't tell the whole story. 
because in most circumstances, you're always going to find some franchisees who are still killing it, who are, have still figured it out. So these circumstances, they matter, but they don't tell the whole story. Right. The second factor after our circumstances then is our operations, all the stuff that keeps us busy. It's our policies and our procedures and our sales and our marketing. It's our tactics, all that stuff that keeps us busy. And this is where most franchisees focus. So when things aren't going well, they start to look at their systems. They talk to the franchisor about pricing, about marketing. Um, they really look at things that are operational. Now, when you buy a franchise, what you're buying is their operations. You're buying, you know, and their help to um, engage those operations. But the truth is, in a franchise system, two people can be doing the exact same thing, face the same challenges, face the same circumstances, but then they can take the same action and still get different results. And the reason for that is there's a third factor. And this is where I think most challenges lie for franchisees and really for everyone. And the third factor is the human factor. It's what it is that we as human beings bring to our business. So it is our level of resilience, our ability to keep a clear head, to stay objective and focus on the data rather than being driven by our fear. Mm -hmm. And then socially, it's the social dynamics of our business, our ability to maintain a good partnership and a sense of trust with our corporate office our ability to inspire and engage our employees, our ability to connect with customers. And you know, I tell franchise business owners that marketing isn't just about advertising, it's about patience and faith. And managing employees isn't just about directing their work, it's developing them into leaders and inspiring them and engaging them. And great customer service isn't just about um, facilitating transactions, it's about building connections and ideally elevating their emotional state, using your business to make them feel better. There are human elements that permeate every aspect of our business. What I've learned from meeting so many franchisees and interviewing them and coaching them and talking to the franchisors who are working with them is that most problems in franchise systems are not because of circumstances, which is what many believe. And it's not because there's a flaw in the operation. Usually the biggest challenges are things that franchisees bring to their business because they are not aware of or they haven't mastered these human elements, the ability of, of keeping a clear head, of really focusing on you know, inspiring your employees and focusing on the emotional experience of the customer rather than just taking their money and, and giving them the product. So again, it's our ability to you know, keep a clear head, to you know, keep our expectations in check and our mastery of social dynamics. These, these are where most problems lie, but it's also where the secret to franchise success lies. So it's that combination of solid, smart operations infused with that human factor. That is truly uh, what all these great franchisees have in common across the board. That is powerful. I think a lot of times, for better or for worse, we try to look for the easy path. Just the, you know, the, I want the turn the key solution. But you're bringing up, even though you can have a, you know, the systems in place, if you don't have the mindset and some of the additional personal development you might have the systems but if you can't operate it to get the end result then you're you're missing that key component it's a key ingredient right yeah i'm working with a, a few different franchise brands right now building up towards some presentations and some coaching i'll be doing with them and and one of these brands uh there's this tension between the franchisees and the franchisor and i don't get involved with the to what it is that they are debating Mm -hmm. What I find interesting are the social dynamics between them. And some of the franchisees I'm talking to, they keep repeating the same stories in their conversations and their thoughts. They have this belief about the franchisor, 
which may or may not have some truth to it, but that belief and that refusal to challenge it is causing them to think certain things and ultimately do certain things. And that's just one example of all the ways in which the human factor makes running a business really, really hard. And so often when I try to say to franchisees is when you have a problem, the first place to look is in the mirror, is asking right. yourself, what are you doing? What are you thinking? What are your, what are your beliefs that might be clouding your judgment? It's not that these problems don't exist. It's not that your franchisor is perfect or that there isn't an issue out there circumstantially. But our ability to navigate through that, to form good partnerships, to problem solve, to brainstorm good ideas, it starts with, with what it is that we bring to our business. And I meet so many franchisees who get in their own way because they refuse to take responsibility for their own thoughts. So mm -hmm. they think they're assets, they're businesses, but many of them are liabilities, but in ways which they have control. But it starts with some reflection. And a lot of franchisees um, have a hard time with that. I could see how powerful that can, can really be. It's transformative because if, if you don't have that, that mindset to be able to look to see what you can do, the things you can control, you're going to be kind of powerless to make any changes, to make any different changes down the line. So what yeah. are, Go ahead. I was going to ask you, what, knowing that these are some of the biggest challenges What's something that someone could do? What's the first step that people can begin taking? Because sometimes it's a journey. And for some people, they're further along than the journey than others. But what's a good first step? Yeah, well, I'm going to take issue with something you just said. You said sometimes it's a journey. I would say it's always a journey, not just sometimes. <laughs> it's constantly. So I describe what I call the wealthy franchisee, which is the name of, of my book. And, um, and the wealthy franchisee, there's three characteristics that make them wealthy. One is the obvious one, which is they're getting a good financial return for the money and time investment they have in the business. The second one is that they're in control of their time. They're not slaves to their business. They're not having to work, you know, eight 80 hours a week. I mean, they have reasonable lives. They travel, they're home for dinner, and they have time for other things, including running their businesses. The third characteristic of being a wealthy franchisee is um, quality of life, that your, your business makes your life feel better. So all three of those things are necessary to meet my definition of the wealthy franchisee. So all the franchisees who I profile in the book um, have all three of those criteria working on their behalf. So I, I really study these people. And again, having done it myself and watched other people, I've really been able to put my finger on the things that they do. And so one of them that is the most obvious one is they have the right mindset for success, which does not mean positive attitude. I never preach positive attitude. A lot of people are making irresponsible decisions based on faith and based on enthusiasm. You're not going to drive more traffic to your business just by being positive. You're not going to reduce your costs just because you have faith. So, and a lot of people are making you know, very irresponsible decisions that aren't financially sound just based on, on you know, what they're dreaming. Um, right. So I don't think that's a good idea. And I certainly don't preach negative attitude. So it's not right. positivity. It's not negativity. It's clarity. What these wealthy franchisees have in common is an ability, no matter what's going on, to keep a clear head and to be very data-driven rather than emotionally driven. So it's not that they don't feel the emotions, but they're able to keep them in check. So if something bad happens, like the pandemic or a drop in sales, yeah, they feel it, but they're very quickly able to control those feelings and make decisions based on information and on data. But there's a lot of things that, that um, distort our, our brains, that make things hard. We start to catastrophize. Where something bad happens, we start to predict 
all of these terrible things that might happen. We go from point A to point Z really, really quick. Um, a lot of people, they've listened to negative self-talk, that voice in your head that tells you you're too fat, you're too thin, you don't know what you're doing, the other franchisees are more qualified. A lot of people spend too much time listening to that voice. Oh. So I talk a lot about, so, you, so the first thing people need to do is to continuously monitor your own brain. As much as you'd monitor your profit and loss statement and sales reports, to monitor what are your thoughts and feelings that you have, are they grounded in truth, and are they productive? And I think that if people make a habit of that, um, they can very quickly identify, okay, wait a second, I'm being fearful. Or wait a second, I'm being too enthusiastic. I need to get my emotions in check, clear my head, and then I can be more productive. And so what I notice about successful people, wealthy franchisees, is they're willing to stop and breathe for 20 seconds. A lot of them meditate. Most of them exercise. A lot of them will just take a walk. And they realize by giving themselves time, by giving themselves space, they get to a point of clarity. And that point of clarity is where great business takes place. So that's the first thing. Um, in fact, I tell people there's sort of three levels. There's the way we think, the way we lead, and the way we serve. So the wealthy franchisee, the way they think is coming from a place of clarity. Well, then there's how we lead. Okay, so we're, going, so we're starting inward or working our way outward. How we think, mm -hmm. how we lead, how we serve. So the way they lead is they look at their employees and think, I exist to elevate that employee as a human being. So they're thinking, I don't wanna just direct their work and get them to get things done that need to get done. I wanna develop them. I wanna make them great. I wanna make sure that they are capable and they're excited and they're motivated, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because I don't wanna to have to be here because I wanna go home to my family because I wanna go out for lunch, I wanna travel, or I wanna focus on other areas of my business rather than focusing on this one task. So they're really big about developing their, who their employees are, making them leaders, focusing on both their mindset as well as their skill set. Mm. So, you know, I can go on and on all day about that, but we don't have that much time here for the podcast. But so it's really, it's, it's first a shift in a mindset to say, you know what, as a leader, as a business owner, as a manager, it's not enough to get the work completed. I want to grow these employees into leaders. And ultimately that creates a culture for success. So I want to focus there. And then finally, there's on how we serve, what the customer gets. There's no better way to build your business than providing an exceptional customer experience. It is shocking to me that so many business owners don't make this a priority. They're just facilitating transactions. I call it the next in line problem, where you, you, know, you take someone's money, you give them what they asked for, next in line, and you're just moving them through. Mm. And that's not how to build a business. It's a lost opportunity. You wanna make sure that every transaction is a marketing opportunity, where they leave wanting to come back and they leave wanting to tell everyone about you, where you're making them raving fans. That only happens when we focus not just on what the customer gets, but on how the customer feels, regardless of what you're selling, whether it's you're going to their home and you know, rebuilding their garage, or whether you're just selling them an ice cream cone, you wanna make sure that your time together, that transaction, that encounter, even if it's only for a few moments, doesn't just give them the thing they want, but it elevates their emotional state in a small nuanced way. But every one of us exists to make other people feel good because what we feel makes a bigger impression in our brain than what we've got. So I tell franchise owners all the time to really focus on training your employees and when your encounters with customers, there's two things they need, the product, service, or solution they came for and something that elevates their emotional state. And it might be something that builds their confidence. It might be feeling a human connection so you know you don't just see them as a customer, they don't just see you as a clerk or business person, but you recognize each other's humanity. 
Again, it comes in small nuanced ways with a good greeting, with, with surprises, with surpassing your expectations and connecting with them. So if we can make sure they leave happier than when they came in, um, they're gonna remember you, they're gonna talk about you, they're gonna post about you, and they're gonna come back. So I could go on and on all day about you know, <laughs> what this means, but you get the idea. It's about uh, next level, what I call next level thinking, uh, next level leading, and next level service. And I love the process, the steps. I was thinking back with the leading, like having that clarity, you know, whether it's franchises or football, if something bad happens, you could see it like on the field if you're watching football, a bad play, and all of a sudden the, the deterioration of the team. But you'll find the champions have that leadership where something could happen that's bad, but they'd still have that mindset to keep with the clarity. And, and it's as if they're invincible. They're unstoppable. It's so powerful. And I'm glad you have that, that process because ultimately, like the saying goes, if you believe you can or believe you can't, either way, you're right. Very powerful. So, Scott, you've given some awesome, amazing content. I'm just like sitting here eating it, dialing into this, this wonderful energy that you're bringing. But for those who want to learn more about you, your business, and your book that that's kind of came out and rocks, could you tell us more about how we could find out and uh, more about the book? That'd be great. Sure. Well, to find out about me and what I do, so I do a combination of one-on-one of -on -one private coaching for business owners. Um, I do a lot of uh, professional keynote speaking workshop, both live and virtually. Um, and if you just Google me, you know, I, I write for entrepreneur.com and other, other business publications. Um, so it's scottgreenberg.com, B-E-R-G, scottgreenberg.com to get information on me. Uh, but the book that I have is called The Wealthy Franchisee, Game-Changing Steps to Becoming a Thriving Franchise Superstar, which you can easily found on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Um, and just as a freebie for anybody who uh, took the time to listen to this, if anybody, I uh, will send an info to, uh, or send an email to info at scottgreenberg.com and request it. I'll send you a couple free chapters from the book, um, all the opening matter of the book and um, perhaps a, a chapter on creating um, the ultimate customer experience. Um, I'll just want to give people some free content and if it inspires you to buy the book, that would be great. But if not, um, I hope that content alone, just for your kindness for, uh, for listening to this podcast, I hope that that is something that will help you um, develop your skills and uh, perhaps become a wealthy franchisee yourself. So just request that at info at scottgreenberg.com. Um, but otherwise, if you want the whole thing, if you're sold already, um, please get the book on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Thank you very much, Scott. That's a very generous offer. I suggest... Uh, go ahead and just take up the offer to go to Amazon, buy your copy. I mean, it, it would take just a, a few dollars, but the information and insights you can gain would dramatically amplify your business. So I suggest doing that. But if you're the type that's like, maybe I want to sample first, go ahead and do the email and get the at least the free chapters. At least do that, do something. Uh, so Scott, thank you so much for your time, for your energy, for being awesome rockstar professional that you are. We appreciate you. It's been my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.